Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all of these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. Hey guys, it's Alana. And Jonah. And welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. Jonah. Hello. Hey. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn. Question mark. W-H-A-T-S. Carrot up. What's up? Um, just chilling in Brooklyn. Got uh, it's. You were like supposed seven- to say NMJCU, not chilling in Brooklyn. Oops. Oops. That was such a douchey thing of me to do, not to do that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really hung up on this. So someone in our iTunes reviews said that I'm a douche, and to me, that thinks that maybe they haven't listened to that many episodes and they're just like jumping into this for the first time. And maybe I said something that wasn't just cookie cutter, but like. Yeah, it stuck with me. And, I, and here's the thing. We all have haters. And maybe I am a little bit of a douchebag, although I took a poll and now it's getting too narcissistic. But anyway, uh, we would well, appreciate... Well, hold on, hold on. Before before you jump away from it, I just want to yeah. jump in and, and say, like, I've dated Jonah. I've worked with Jonah. <laughs> I've been very good friends with Jonah. And Jonah is an absolutely wonderful, kind, compassionate person. He is a very lovely gentleman. He probably treated me better than anyone else that has ever treated me that I've dated. Um, so totally understand. Not everyone is going to be everyone's cup of tea. But don't if, if you're hearing this for the first time that Jonah's a douche, don't necessarily <laughs> now try and look at Jonah through like douche lenses. You know, Jonah is douche the Jonah that we know and love. And yeah. I definitely do not think that the words Jonah, Feingold and douche are even in the same like dictionary. I really, I really appreciate you saying that, and that's very kind of you to say. And no one has ever uh, said that you're a douche, but I can confirm that you are the, the <laughs> nicest, kindest person ever on planet Earth. And perhaps when you take someone who's like a cynical New Yorker and a very kind, sweet um, Westchesterian, what is uh, a uh, well, whatever the I word don't know, is. but don't ever say maybe, that. Ever yeah, again. maybe it, like <laughs> exemplifies. Um, but this is one of the things I always like. My biggest insecurity that I've told you guys on the show is like being misunderstood. And if you want to think I'm a douchebag after you understand me, totally fine with that. But I really do feel like it's tough because this is what I struggle struggle with in dating, by the way, is like if you're authentically yourself, and both of us, I think we struggle with this. It's like we need to be understood fully to be appreciated. Yeah. And at the surface level, you're just you can make a quick judgment call. But if you're gonna you gotta open your mind and be like, let's get to know this person a little bit more. So that's a weird tangent that started, but oh, I was going to say action item. We would appreciate your reviews. So, you know, please give us five stars if you enjoy this podcast. Please write something positive. The iTunes podcast comment section for a lot of podcasts is like negative as shit. 
Every, it's a like people, the, it's a burn book from Mean Girls. It's crazy. It's so strange. People, it's weird that like people will go out of their way. People are always like, I never write anything mean, but this thing. But it's like, what are other people being like? I never write anything positive, but here's yeah. this thing. So how are you doing, Lana? I'm doing well. I mean, on that, while, while you're taking that moment to write that positive, wonderful review about how wonderful Jonah and I are, uh, remember that we are totally self-funding this project. And mm-hmm. right now, one of our big goals is to expand our audience and help more people in their dating lives. So please, 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 if you want to help us or if you're just feeling like doing something kind today, send this to a friend. Uh, yeah. Send it to a group chat that you're in or a Facebook group or a roommate or a, a sibling. Um, send it to anyone who you think might want to listen to an episode, whether it's this episode that we have coming up today or mm-hmm. an old episode or an, anything. Please, we we really, 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 really appreciate it. And just to, just to, this is the funniest episode we've ever recorded. So Lon and I have just been laughing and smiling for an hour with our awesome guest, Jared Freed. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. And then we're going to, of course, give a nice shout out to our really amazing sponsor. But just to tell you guys a little bit about Jared Fried, if you know our podcast, you probably know about him. But Jared Fried is a comedian based on New York City. He just self-released a stand-up special called Socially Distanced, of course. And it's 35 minutes of just pure hilarity. Um, and again, he recorded this thing. He made it himself. He took the initiative to go do that and self-release it because he thought it was important for people to have this escape um, in the now. And as you hear us talk about, this is a great date activity, whether together or um, virtually. You know, virtually. He's also the uh, host of J Train Podcast, um, which is, of course, just a basically more hilarious version of what we're doing on this show. Um, as well as you up. For as well as you up. Yeah, as well and as you up. And um, we, we love Jared. He's great. Uh he, he's got a lot of good stuff for you today. We have a lot of a lot of fun coming. And as always, just want to give out a big shout out to our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. Jonah has some products in his hands right now. What do you got? You got focus and, and rest. 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 Rest, I see. So we have recently teamed up with Mindset Wellness CBD, and we are so excited because we were really looking for a brand that we believed in and felt like you all would benefit from getting to know. And Mindset Wellness CBD has amazing CBD products for any mindset you want, whether it's happy or calm or focus or rest or health or beauty. And they have different types of products too. So you can have them in gummies, which taste amazing, uh, drops. They have even honey sticks, bath bombs, and... The great thing about it is like if you don't if you haven't tried CBD before, it doesn't get you high. It um there's a really wonderful scientific explanation of words that I don't know that oh, John dude. and Renee the founders share in our previous episode um called Married to the Business if that's what it's called, right? That's what it's called. That's yeah. what it's called. If you yeah. want to check that out, highly recommend it, but all their products are gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, all that good stuff and if you want. Uh, we obviously hooked you up with 10% off and free shipping. So head to mindsetwellnesscbd.com and use the code seeing other people at checkout and let us know what you think. We love them. We know you will too. Perfect. And without further ado, guys, let's get talking to Jared. You're Jonah recording, but you're not at the beach by noon because it's 12.06. I already been. I've already... I got salt in my hair. I'm doing great. I'm like beach by noon up here all day long damn is this your your natural beach hair this is beachy wavy this is what i got going wow <laughs> so. i love it Do i'm you, jealous have you ever used like the sea salt spray no you know, like is, that, that is that a thing bump? 
Oh, are you serious? No okay, idea. so the one product that like my like hair dresser barber cl- shout out Clark has like always told me to actually take seriously is sea spray. Okay, and it's like salt water, <laughs> and it kind of you know it's Bumble and Bumble makes the one he recommended. Uh- I don't. I don't use it. I'm just saying. I was, you know. I, I am don't know. sure why you don't why, use it. Why are you guys laughing okay, about that? Okay. Am I crazy? You have the. You know. I. 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 I live in jealousy of Jews with hair like yours. Like you have, um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas hair, and Holy so like shit. the, the idea that you know about sea spray makes sense to me. Like mine is like you know my hair grows out like there has to be so it's like into the jufro um look so like anytime i've tried to go like long cool hair i'm like no that just not a good it just looks like i'm wearing like a clown's wig like it's just really bad so i i, I live in jealousy but you definitely have you have photo evidence of that from when you were younger of course right? i mean listen i i i try to hide as many of them as possible but they're out there those pictures are definitely out there. we'll find them We'll find them. I think it's um, a perfect segue into, you know, just letting our listeners know where you're at in the world. You are in. Do you want to just paint a picture for where you're at? You know, it's so funny. We're all kind of like afraid to say like what we're actually doing because we're living in fear of each other because we created a (laughs) post-apocalyptic reality where we live in our own big brother universe because some cousin's going to yell us on Facebook. I'm in Aruba. I'm I'm here. I'm very happy here. I'm working. I'm doing stand up shows here. And it's been genuinely like the most amazing thing for my mental well-being that I've. And I listen, any mention of it sounds like I'm bragging. So I will stop myself. But I, I, I'm here. Um, I, you know, again, like I, I came on because I want to talk about, you know, the stand up special. And it's all about this subject. The stand up special is all about the social anxieties of 2020. It's on YouTube. It's free. Every minute of jokes on there is about. 2020 and how kind of we're all like you know the the problems of the problemless like all of us had a bad year but we know people who had a worse year we know who people who had a better year we saw the pictures the instagram stories from someone's yacht being like we're all in this together like we all have a version of this so (laughs) i i i'm in aruba having a great time i'm doing shows um and you know people you know i feel safer here because everyone had to get tested three days before within three days of coming here so like you know again this is a lot of numbers games, a lot of, you know, playing, you know, your risk tolerance against others is very difficult. So, yeah, I'm in Aruba. I'm sitting in the sun enjoying enjoying the pandemic waves. See, I love that for you, but I do have to call you out because though you are in Aruba, you got tested. You're currently alone in your hotel room. You didn't say you were socially distant. Well, I try not to say it. I do a bit about that on the special. Like everyone, like every. I know, I know. That's why I brought it up. I don't want to sound like the. So joke. I'm going to go tell everyone that Jared Jared's in Aruba right now, but he's not socially distant. I'm not, yeah, if I don't I already, say it, I that already means tweeted it. Everyone, yeah, this is the thing. We assume the the worst of people now for some reason because exactly. just because right. we saw one woman at Walmart yelling at an employee, we think everyone acts that way, and it's like most people. Yep. And I think the people that listen to this podcast, if you're listening to a dating podcast, they just want to eat, sleep, fuck, make enough money to be able to do all those things comfortably. And you want to do it respectfully of other people without hurting someone else. No one's out here trying to disregard someone else's health. So I if if we can and it's crazy that we have to say that. But if we start at that as a baseline, that most people are genuinely 
okay people. Not good people, not bad people, okay. And that's, you know, that's part of social media. Everything's the best or the worst. And it's like, that's the same with dating. Like, people post a picture. We're on vacation. Month one, the best relationship ever. It's like, no. What about the picture of you two just sitting there, nothing to say to each other, two dates in? Like, and you push through because you're like, eh, I guess this guy's cool and he wants to be serious, so I'll just stay. You know, so like, that's genuinely how most people are and and because of the world we live in it's it's tough to see it that way you have to remind yourself you know well it's funny you say that because i have a good friend of mine who i do have history with and he uh last year got into a relationship and i remember he posted a picture of the two of them like on vacation Mm. somewhere on a beach like they looked so happy and i like it made me upset i was like what the fuck like first of all like why her, not me? Yeah. Second of all, like this is someone who's one of my Whoa. very close friends and he's fully like ditched me as a friend since he got into this relationship. So I got, I was upset by seeing this picture. 24 hours later, I get a phone call from him saying that he just got back from vacation. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, they're having, course. they're of having course. so many issues. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, it's reality check. Well, th- when you look at things online, uh, we live in a world of, I love chocolate means fuck vanilla. And that's not the case. (laughs) So you can love chocolate ice cream and you can be okay or indifferent with vanilla ice cream. But I love chocolate ice cream. So like that picture of him on the beach is I love this woman. That doesn't mean anything about Alana. But then you come to find out it's like he there's another element of like he has to show the world he loves this woman. And it's like, you know, like and if you didn't, then. It, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't Instagram, it didn't happen type of thing. So, and it's really hard because none of our parents had to go through this. We are the first generation no. to kind of deal with people with this other element. So it's not like your parents can go, oh, I remember back when my ex-boyfriend posted his picture from you know, like with with her his new girl, and I felt the same way. So you don't feel at ease. I think that's why podcasts like this are so important because a lot it's a commiseration thing while also keeping you, uh, you know, keeping you even. You know, like as opposed to everything just affecting you because it can. And, and these things sneak up on you. That's the other thing when you follow an ex or you follow someone you have history with. You could be having the best day all in the world, then all of a sudden, out of a bush. Him and his girlfriend pop out making out. And it's like, no, you ruined my week, you know? (laughs) Well, do you think it's relative? Do you think it's that every generation has its own version of that feeling? And perhaps only because we're existing in this one, do we think that no one else will ever have to experience it like we did? Like, do you think there's an equivalent for our parents running into them on the street, which I guess you could do today, too, on... You could. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I remember, like, growing up, my dad grew up, um, ran into a girlfriend. I think everything now, I, like, I don't. I'm not like trying to say that like our generation is like no one will ever experience something like this. There's always going to be something that the generation before them that you'll envy of the generation before you and you'll hate. You know, like the phone. All of us yeah. have a cell phone. I'm sure all of us love Google Maps. I'm sure all of us love mindlessly swiping, uh, swiping, and and scrolling. You know. Do we kind of wish there's parts of that? You know, you take the good with the bad type of thing. Like, I remember my dad, we were like out for back to ice cream. I don't know, but we were a big ice cream family. We were like out to ice cream with like my whole family. My dad, like 
ran to someone, and then we got in the car, and he's like, that was actually an ex-girlfriend from my high school. My mom was like, really? Can you oh, imagine, shit. like, your mom, like, not knowing, like, oh, like, not knowing about their social media, not having any connection to, like, any, and, and we're like, tell us, tell us, and it's like, you know, that is more healthy, I think, like, the one time, it's not like, you know, sometimes with exes, and we all feel bad, like, you know, they stick to you now. Like, if there's stickiness, and you're, you're like, well, I'm not going to block them because it says that I care more yeah. than them. And it's like, I think you should definitely block these people. Why not? You, you care the amount you care. It doesn't matter. Just get away from it. Get away from the fire. You know, you don't want to get hurt. It's By the way, so real quick, hard. just want to plug your special that you mentioned, the socially distance, of of course. That's what it's called. Uh, a lot of on new, YouTube yeah. for free. <laughs> yeah, a lot. And... Um, uh, if you're listening and you've liked the first nine minutes of this, easy thing to do is just leave this podcast app. Go check that out on YouTube for free. But then free. come back. Come then back. Come back. Yeah, then come back. Give us a do it. Give us well, some I tell people like we it, need you. like I put it on YouTube because no one would buy it, and that's okay. And like I was like, but the material is so meant for today. So it's like yeah. So it's like hey, I know a lot of people scroll Netflix, scroll Netflix, scroll Netflix, and they end up on the same show they watched a day ago, and it's like. Here's something, make a night of it, airplay it to your TV. It's 35 minutes. It's all about you, something you, Mr. Mrs. Listener, you are going through right now. So like, you know, for me, I was doing shows totally. on like street corners in New York and at wineries and at breweries. And I was like, I have this, like you couldn't go on stage and be like, so dating's tough. Like it just didn't feel like, like in the, in a, <laughs> like you can get to pandemic dating material, but like at first it's like, let's address, um, the pandemic in the room. And so I was like doing material right. about 2020 and just my perspective, which my perspective is a very much like normal dude. Like I, I grew up in a suburb outside of Boston. I, you know, right. I'm an okay looking guy. I'm, I have okay experiences. I have a family that's probably a lot like the people listening at home. And it's like, that's where my perspective come from. So. I do do these jokes expecting people to relate. And I like love that. So it's really meant to be like airplayed on your TV and like make a night, do make a date out of it, make a friend hang out. Um, and then Alana, I, pre I appreciate you watching it. It means a I lot. I was totally, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say when I watched it, I was like, damn, I really wish I watched this on a date <laughs> because it, 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 first of all, like a lot of it, it's relatable. It's very relatable. It's something that you could talk, like end up spending the rest of your night with your date talking about things that Jared said. And yeah. it's hilarious. And you feel like, like I felt like I wasn't alone when I was watching it. Thank and, you. but then I really wished that I like saved it for a date because there were just so many things that you could talk about that, of course, we're all sick of like talking about the pandemic, but the way that you like tackle every subject makes you want to talk about the nuances of it. Totally. And that's the thing, like right now with, with the pandemic and dating something that you're meeting people in a way you might have had to wait to meet them. So like the mm -hmm. subjects I'm talking mm -hmm. about on the podcast, like are on the, um, on the special, someone could go, I totally disagree with him. Fine. That's okay. But if you totally agree with me, maybe this isn't the right person for you. Maybe you guys come from two different sides of the spectrum and that's okay. I think that's like the one thing that's been really tough about this year is like any difference of opinion is evil. And it's like, no, we, I, yeah. I'm making jokes about something that I understand people. This has been, there's some people that lost loved ones. Like, I understand that this can never be funny to them. Like, you know, so that's yeah. okay too. So like it's, and again, like what I said in the beginning where it's like, 
everyone thinks someone is the person coughing on someone at Walmart being an asshole. It's like, no, I, I, I think it's like way more nuanced and people are genuinely like just trying, you know, like just like when someone goes on a date, like how annoying is it when you go on a date and, or you talk about dating and maybe it goes on Twitter or something and someone goes, who's even dating right now? And it's like, <laughs> like, well, people are trying. We're FaceTiming. We're figuring it out. Like, you know, what do you mean? Yeah. And what happens is the Internet pre-approves language like the Internet. Like, remember when like CrossFit like became a punchline that anyone could make fun of? Like, it didn't matter that someone like changed their life because of CrossFit. You could just call them a CrossFit loser spinning a tire. And you're like, and everyone would go, ha, ha, ha. like no one cared. It's because that was approved yeah. by the internet. Uh, we went so hard on CrossFit. We went so hard. And it's like, yeah. listen, yep. if that's what gets you in shape, that's what gets you in shape. I just did a 30 minute hit workout. If that became the punchline, I'd be like, yeah, that kind of helped my life a little bit. Like, you know, so someone out there is helped by CrossFit. <laughs> You know, like, so someone out there is helped by CrossFit, but we are yeah. allowed to make fun of it because we've just decided that is punching up. We've just decided that's that's the decision we've made as a society. The same thing kind of happens with coronavirus and people go, oh, you can right. like, uh, oh, who even goes out anymore? And we all have to go. Yeah. Who even goes out anymore? As we're like going to like an outdoor restaurant where we've oh, done yeah. all the rules and stuff. Right. Yeah, right. the I, I will say there's a sense of community that's happening in New York. I just went to get a breakfast burrito in Greenpoint this morning. Shout out to where I live in Brooklyn for the 50th time <laughs> oh of this podcast. God. Jonah but, loves a shout out. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, the it was it was it was like eight of us under that one of those like street awnings at this breakfast burrito place called the um the the grilled. Uh, speak cheesy it's a it's a it's a great breakfast reader once a week they make there it's kind of like under the radar and i gotta say guys it was just it's like 70 degrees today everyone's talking sitting outside like all trying to be involved in each other's lives and i then again i do live in greenpoint brooklyn in a certain area everyone's talking about romance everyone's talking about dating and i'm like you know, when I, uh, Jared, I don't know if you, I'm, I'm a filmmaker mm -hmm. and podcaster. And whenever I send in scripts, people are like, people don't talk about dating as much. And I'm like, look, every fucking conversation I overhear on the street is about romantic yeah. life. Like, and so. Especially in New York. Is, New York, you know, young yeah. people move there. They want to find that person. You know, like, it's, it's totally understandable. And it's also like people want to connect. You know, people want to like be able to like especially right now, you've been stuck in your apartment. You've seen the same three people for a year. You're tired of those people. It's like, no, let me, let me have some excitement. Like that. That's another thing. Like I talk about on the special, but like the, the extinction of casual, like nothing was casual this year. Like casual's fun. Casual. It's nice to like meet someone new at a bar. Like how exciting is that? It's nice to like go on a walk with someone new. Like, you know, and you know, now it's just a dream of the day. I meet someone at a sweaty bar. <laughs> right. Oh my God. One day. I miss it so much. Well, so, so Jared, here's my, here's my question for you. Um, could you tell our audience and really Alana and I are curious why the topic of dating, why modern romance and in short direct terms, who hurt you? Who hurt to, me? To get to this stage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone hurt me. I, I, I must be nice. What's that? Must be nice. Is it? I mean, it's, I, I kind of don't look at dating 
like a bag in the wind. Like I, I, I kind of like I'm my girlfriend. And I have been together for three years, and we're so I love her, and I'm happy, and I enjoy her so much. But like the idea that like I kind of look at dating as like everyone is trying to get through their own shit, but the problem is it's trial and error with other people getting through their own shit too. So it's like you're looking for a, a match. Mm that matches your fuck up and someone you feel comfortable telling about that fuck up. So, you know, the idea, like, I don't, I think like people take dating too personally sometimes like the idea that like anyone is Ooh. just trying to hurt you to get, no, they're trying to get to a selfishly good place that they hope is with you, <laughs> you know? And when it doesn't work out, it, it, it hurts. I, I agree, but I, I try to keep a positive outlook because I, I, the other way to me, like, well, this relationship did this to me. That doesn't really take any ownership of mistakes I've made because I've made plenty. Yeah. And mm. I like what you said about like it not necessarily being personal. I think it's hard to think about it this way in the moment, but I know whenever I step back from a situation or like months later, I'll be like, you know what? It's okay that it didn't work out because it's not going to work out until it does. Yeah. So like you're not meant to be with everyone that you go out <laughs> with. You're not going to like or be liked by everyone that you go, go out on dates with. That's just not how it's supposed to work. And and the problem is it's on steroids. Like just in the same way that your dad or mom seeing an ex happened once growing up. We see an ex every day. We meet a new person every day. So it feels like there's more denial there's more disappointment but there's also more fun and excitement too so like you again you take the good with the bad and and that's hard to to like be okay with it's hard it's hard i i think like everyone the idea that anyone's killing it out there is way off Um, I completely agree. And one of the things we like to say is that, you know, with dating apps, with the idea that you can go on five dates in a week by simply typing five messages, mm -hmm. you know, it's as if you went back and you gave, uh, you know, cave people, uh, like basically a computer and said, figure it out, you know, and there's no rules. And that's actually why we like dating podcasts as well. I mean, dating podcasts are here to help you guide you through this crazy thing that apps and dating culture and Instagram and fucking TikTok, which I think is the best dating app out there, um, has created, uh, for people. So it just, it couldn't be more of a, uh, chaotic time. So here's a question for you, Jared. Alien lands in America. Um, they they come and say, explain to me the modern dating. Jared, how would you describe to someone who's not from Earth the state of modern dating? Um, I would say there's more ways to meet each other than ever. And we have a lot of labels that no one has discussed the definition of. So if someone tells you they're mm. looking for something... You have to make sure they explain what that means so that you just don't go with the label and assume that your meaning is their meaning. So, per an example, I want to be casual. Yeah, I want to be casual, too. Those are two different people with two different casual. So, if you're looking for serious, <laughs> right? So, like, I, I think if, like, an alien came here, I'd be like, get up on the yeah. definitions of each person because there isn't 
one Webster's Dictionary that's going to give you the definitions. Everyone has a different definition for casual. Everyone has a different definition for ghosting. Some people think ghosting is you fuck someone, you never speak to them again. Some people think ghosting is we went on a date and they never spoke to me again. Those are two very different types of things that you've given the same severity to with one label. Some people yeah. think a relationship. Some people even think it's it's talking to someone and not responding on a dating app is ghosting, it, which is ridiculous. You don't, you haven't met the person. They're not ghosting you. Feels a bit dramatic to me. So, but I don't, you know, I'm uh, so I think like if an alien came here, just make sure you know the definition of the person, the, the definitions of the word the person is using that you're with, not the one you assume. Yeah, and I think it, it everything you just said, I think, goes back to what Jonah and I always find one of the themes of every single topic that we talk about on the show, and that's communication. It seems like everything comes down to either lack of communication or can be resolved with more communication and people, we, we're afraid to communicate. Easy, and, but the problem is easier said than done. We, exactly. we all say the word communication, communication. We all know it. It's been something our parents have said. And then you end up on a date with someone and you're like, hey, I'm looking for a relationship. And then they're like, I'm looking for a relationship too. And you feel you've communicated. And then the other person right. says, let's go up to my apartment. And that, you know, that, that other person thinks, well, that must mean that we're heading towards serious. And that might not matter to that person at all. Like, the way they, you know, the, the sex stuff is very right. tough because everyone has their own connection to how, what sex means and how serious that makes the date. Some people having sex is really just as, as impersonal as, as like a cup of coffee. Like they're just like, yeah, okay, that was fun, but also I'm getting to know you. Some people that is like, wow, I can't be with someone. And it's like a lot of us kind of expect the other person to beware of our connection with things. And that's not some, that's not something that's going to happen. I think you articulated it so well. I, we've been trying to, we've been circling around this concept of that. Everyone has a different definition of what the words are that blanket term, the modern dating shit. And I, I think you really did an amazing job articulating that. So Listeners, <laughs> thank you. That's what Alana and I have been trying Take to do notes. for like ten seasons, ten episodes. Yeah, this new season, um, and it was perfectly articulated by Jared. So, I guess my question to you would be: if you could fix dating, you know, you're Cupid. We give you the powers of Cupid. You can fix dating with the snap of a finger. Would it be simply that we are all aligned on the terms that we use to the relative meaning, or what would you do? Everyone walks. Everyone walks around with a definition sheet and on the first date you exchange the definition sheet okay and it has like every word let's let's it's just a one-sheeter and it's like here's what casual means to me bless yeah. you uh here's what uh here's what making out means to me here's what first dates mean to me have i ever you know been i, I think if that one sheet of definitions existed people would could you date someone for a year and not take them seriously as your husband or wife? Like that's something, you know, I think if everyone just carried around like their own little dictionary of the terms, dating would be um, a lot better because right now it's just so easy to meet new people. So it's like if you're going to like keep meeting new people, you'd rather just know this information up front. 
I'm super tempted to write this up. And next time I go out with someone, give it to them and be like, can you, your homework assignment <laughs> is by tomorrow at 8 p.m. I want you to send me yours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the problem is though, then, then you have to like, the problem what happens is on a lot of dates, people will go, well, I'm looking for serious. And then the person goes, and, and then the person's like, well, I found someone looking for serious. So I will just look over all their shitty things that I don't like because the number one thing I care about is getting serious with someone. And it's like, well, then you've absolved yourself of personal responsibility at that point. Because mm. if the, if the reason you're with, so, you're on a date with someone is because they want to be serious, <laughs> you're on the wrong date, I think. Yeah, totally. Hello, everybody. It's Jonah here. Just want to take a quick break. You know, I have a lot of writing ahead of me today. And I figured, you know, it's been difficult to focus just because of what's going on in the world. So I was going to open up my CBD mindset wellness. My, this is part of the ad still. We're keeping this because we're raw and authentic. My, this is every time, every my, time. I'm dyslexic. My mindset wellness CBD gummies from mindsetwellnesscbd.com. Uh, and I take these things before bed. I take the rest one personally because my head is always racing right before I go to bed. It's like, what ex have I not spoken to? You know, am I in love with this person or not? And then I just go on YouTube and watch videos from like my chemical romance concerts. But what really helps my brain is the rest gummy has melatonin in it. It helps me go to sleep, get a good night's rest. I don't have to worry about hearing my loud neighbors do their thing. And when I want to focus during the day, I'll take the focus gummy. Um, which has, you know, it's CBD. It's got some stuff in here to make me focus. And it actually works, uh, you know, which is amazing. And these guys are our sponsors. We do sincerely love this product. Um, and we think you guys might too. So if you go to mindsetwellnesscbd.com and use our code seeing other people, you'll get 10% off and free shipping, which is huge. Um, so we really do love this product. If you want to learn more about the company, listen to the episode with John Renee that's, um, Married to the business, um, married to the mindset would have also worked as a cool. As a cool I title. said that too, and you oh, chose the good. other one. Well, no, you suggested three, and two of us agreed on another one. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a great product. We really enjoy it. We really appreciate them as our sponsor, and we hope you guys too. We're a little independent podcast, and they've been very awesome to us. And we hope you guys enjoy their product. Go ahead, see another people code, enjoy it, share it, let us know what you think. Back to the episode as I take a gun. All right. Questions for you, Jared. We have a little game that we're going to play called Save the Date. Okay. Because as we all know, there are a lot of things that go wrong during dates. And sometimes in the moment, it's very hard to bounce back. And I've definitely dealt with some of these. And I'm sure our listeners have too. And our listeners are always sending us date fails that have happened. So... Uh, hopefully we can all figure out how to kind of reverse the fail in the moment by going through these. Okay. So save the date. The first one, they go to the bathroom during the date. You pull out your phone to send your friend an update and you text your friend saying like, Oh my God, he's the one. She's the one. And then you press send and you realize, Oh shit. I sent it to them. They're about to come back from the bathroom. You look at the table. Their phone is not on the table. They very well took their phone with them. What do we do? I think vulnerability produces vulnerability. And it's okay to Ooh. like be like, hey, I screwed up. I'm having, I obviously, you know, but I just, I have to tell you, I meant to send that to my friend. I'm having the best time. I really think you're cool. I'm getting ahead of myself because that's what I do. 
Um, <laughs> just want to let you know that because I am totally embarrassed. There's, it's okay to be like, I fucked up. Like, I think we live in a world yeah. today where it's like, if you say you fucked up, they go, oh, 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 you're guilty. You just said you're guilty. And then it's like, no, I fucked up. I got excited. Um, I, I hope you're, I hope you even feel half the way I do about this date so that we can go on a second date. But, uh, that's my bad. Like, I, I, I don't think that's like a reason to like run away, you know? Out of curiosity, has this happened to anybody in, in this, in this three way hangout? I have done that. I went oh to the bathroom, sent something like being like, wait, it's actually going really well. We're already three hours in and then sent it to Ryan, who was at the table. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I, just, I texted again. being like, OMG, like, fuck my life. And then I got back to the table. I'm like, yeah, that happened. All right. Moving on. So what did he wow. what, do? You, are you still he, dating? He this was person? like, I'm glad it's going well. I think it's also going well. Let's get another bottle of wine. And I was like, OK. Did you are you still seeing them? Oh no, this was it, I don't think there was another date after that. <laughs> <laughs> well the, So maybe it was maybe I didn't I didn't bounce back really well. The, but um The problem with this is and people talk a lot about like scaring people away. I don't think it's possible to scare someone, but what you're letting them know is that there is real consequences of my feelings. That's kind of, you know, like that that can come out of this. You we all kind of like on dates that don't work out or you know when someone's stringing someone along or it keeps going we've been on five dates i don't know what this is you know that's someone you know not knowing someone's you know skin in the game is kind of one of those things that people you know take advantage of sometimes because they're like oh we're just cool we're having fun I, I oh but then the minute you let them know hey no i'm like on we're on date six but i'm like thinking of this as like a real thing then they back away because they go oh i'm not there with you so like that like to me the worst thing that mm. like this is actually a good thing like hey i'm having the best time on this date people would be better off knowing like hey i'm having the best time on this date like i'm i'm like pumped for date two Th this is really cool oh um i was kind of here to fuck and then not go on a second date. and it's like okay good good to know you know like it's like i'm gonna back away <laughs> please i'm out yeah <laughs> yeah for sure Hey, right, do you uh, want to go for the next one? Yes. Um, here we go. This is from one of our listeners, obviously. Uh, you have to fart and think they'll get away with it. You'll get away with it with, with it being quiet. But not only do they hear it, they can also smell it. So this is my move. I have done this. Um, I've done this while walking with my current girlfriend. And... <laughs> It was easier because we were walking. I just said, it's, you know, the old saying is whoever smelt it dealt it. I believe whoever smelt it can find someone to blame it on first. <laughs> so I smelled it and I was like, oh my God, do you smell this? You have to go overboard. You have to go, do you, what the fuck? Was that that guy? <laughs> and then you blame someone in the room that looks like they haven't showered in a while. You need a believable suitor. So you need someone that like, you know, maybe has the sea salt spray in their hair. You're like, oh, that it's definitely that guy. Like now you become a team, you know, blaming one person. Right. Now you 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 become actually it's good for the relationship because you become uh, you become together in hate. Like you guys can talk shit together. There's a common enemy. Yeah, you have a common enemy. Exactly. 
So I, I think this is good. What if there's nobody else in the room? Like, what if you're you're so just at the apartment? I've done this as well. What I do is I you got to turn into a joke. I blame the person I'm with. Wow, you farted. Yeah. That's bold of you. That was crazy. Like I, how'd you know that was my fetish? I'm into that. You know, like you just make it. <laughs> so now, as long as you get the laugh, like it's kind of like offensive jokes. People are like, "Well, that's offensive." No, it just wasn't funnier than offensive. You know, if you yeah. can make, if you can be funnier than the fart, you will win the fart. Okay. I think I've done the absolute worst version of that, which is like I had a sleepover with somebody once, and like I I woke up and it was like nine a.m. and I. Let's just say I, I think I farted at eight forty-five, mm. and I think that's what woke me up. Mm-hmm. I think I woke up because I farted, but then again, it could have been in my dream. But then again, it probably wasn't. I was like, "Did she, did she hear it?" Because I'll make a joke about it if she did, but I'm not going to bring it up if it, if I know for a fact that she's still asleep. Yeah, and therefore didn't hear it. <laughs> so I was in this middle ground where I just didn't acknowledge it, but I'm like, she did not move at all, right? So there was like no sign that because if someone in bed who you met like you're on like a second date and they fart, I'm gonna like. Regardless, it's a sound. It's going to wake me up. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, okay. Like, cool. <laughs> I think it's hot. Like, I think it's like, <laughs> like the idea that, like, I think it's hot for either, you know, whatever the person is, like male, female, whatever you are. You know, the, <laughs> the idea that, like, you're like, my bad. You know, like, I felt really comfortable with you. To me, it's comfortability. It's, 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 um, it's, yeah. you know, confidence. You know, I, I think owning it a little bit, like, especially that morning thing. Like, if, if a girl is just like, I'll be like, whoa, good for you. Like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Love that. It's hilarious. All right, Lana, next one. All right. A dating app notification pops up on your phone and your phone's like right there and they can see it. Do you say something? Do you ignore it? What 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 do we do? Um that is just a that's the page you guys are on. Whatever page you were on before, maybe you gotta go back a couple chapters because that is the page you are on. You guys, as the name of this podcast would say, you're seeing other people. So I, I think that there's nothing to me. It's only wrong if you're in a relationship, you know, like I, I kind of would when I was single, I was dating, assuming people would have dating apps and notifications. You have to have the confidence to understand that, like, yeah, I'm me. I'm, I'm not better than the person popping up on your phone, but I am good enough for someone. So it's like it's just. It is what it is. Like, I, I don't like I would look at the person if they said to me, like, oh, you're still on the app. I go, yeah, I'm on the app. I, I I guess, you know, it kind of pushes you into that talk of some sort, not the talk, but maybe us kind of a semi talk. Yeah, I think I've, I've definitely heard people say, like, oh, it popped up and they were like, oh, are you talking to uh, Alex mm-hmm. from Hinge? Like, what's going on with that? And then they've been like, no, I actually haven't been on the app, but like, I'm actually only seeing you like what I that good time to bring up. Like, where are you at? And and they kind of do turn it into that conversation. Yeah. I, so if, if that's where you want it to go. I sure I. It's so hard because like. You know, that popping up, you're like. It's kind of like, you know, dating needs some, you know, as as uh, Jonah said, like romance It needs the the you need to fake it like anyone who doesn't fake it for the first few dates. You're really not letting yourself have fun. You're not really letting yourself get carried away, which is kind of the fun part of dating. So that's a moment where it's like the lights go on fluorescent bulbs. They take the you know, they take the um, 
the curtain, you see all the pulleys, you're like, yeah, I guess this is, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, so it sucks, but it's, um, it's definitely an opportunity to have communication. Yeah. Here's an oddly specific one that I actually find myself, and I'm realizing as I type this one out, that perhaps it's something to do with my hearing, but what do you do when someone's on a date and they're either so overtly loud that it's like almost inconsiderate, insane that this mm. person doesn't have volume control Could that or, be Jared? <laughs> or vice versa, that they are too soft spoken like this. And it's like, it's like a Seinfeld episode, you know, and I, I've, I've been in both cases and it's like been a, to, to just, you know, it's been deal breakers for me. Yeah. Like if someone, you know, it's, it's straight up like I went to, what's that Saki bar disciple? What's the, is it disciple guys? Is that Decibel? Decibel. Saki bar, East village, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very loud. I went there once, brought two dates there. One was very soft spoken. I could not hear a word she was saying. And I really tried. And then we never saw each other again. The other one, it was a great date. And then I realized she was very loud. So then the second date that we had in my home, it was like, it was insane. Like the neighbors must have heard every single word of our casual conversation. Um, curious your take. I'm a loud person. I do the, I watch The Bachelor and I yell at it on my TV every Monday. And I call, I call it the live scream. Scream. So right. I'm a screamer. I'm a loud person. I, so I'm sure someone's been on a date with me and thought that of me. Um, I've had my girlfriend like you're 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 yelling, you know that type of thing. Um, I I think it's all about like, and when I'm yelling, I know I'm yelling. Like I do know, like I'm having fun. I'm I'm doing it for some sort of effect. I I I enjoy, you know, as they say, as 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 the Instagram once post once said, living out loud. I I I um love that. Love that. I, but I, I'll say, like, I have been on dates with people in the past where they didn't understand the, like, <laughs> it's almost like, you know, like, I think there's like a, a weird loud where you're like, you know, hey, hey, you know, like, I, I think when I think someone's being too loud, I, I just don't connect with them. I think like, I'm like, how could they be telling this story that someone else could hear? Like, how am I connected to this story? Like, I'm so I'm so embarrassed. And it's like, right. it's not yeah. even the like, because if I wasn't embarrassed by how they were speaking, I wouldn't care how loud it was. So I think it's more yeah. of a we're just not the match scenario when it's too loud, too soft. I just don't think we would get along at all. Like, I, I think I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> you live your life very different from me. That's OK, but we're just not going to like, <laughs> but I do think like. When I think someone's too loud, I just it's genuinely because I'm like, I don't agree with anything they're saying. Like, if I agree with what you're saying, we're going to sing it from the rooftops. But if I disagree, I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm not with them. You know, like that. Type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot. Have you had this happen? Love it. I don't think I have. I've, huh. I think I've had like situations happen where they're I've like I get to a date with someone and I'm like oh my god their voice I can't I th their voice oh, does shit. not work for me I can't date them like I don't even want to sit through the next like hour or two but I don't think I've had the volume issue. I have that with podcasts. Um, people will hear me on on uh, podcasts and I'll be like, and then they do this thing that's really uh, like offensive, but they don't think of it as offensive. They're like. 
wow, I didn't think you'd like look like this. You, I thought you were going to look like, and then they just like describe the most horrific looking human being. And you're like, hi, okay, thanks. Cool. I don't know how, oh, where that gets us, you know? Damn. Well, I'm sorry. Not us. <laughs> Not us. We knew what you look like. We love what you look Appreciate like. Appreciate it. We love what you sound like. Thank you. Yeah, we, and we, we love, love what you sound like. We're just fans. By the way, a quick plug of your comedy special. Um, socially distance. Wait. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and uh, on YouTube for free. It's a great 35 minutes of... And, and as Alana has made a really great case for, it's a great date activity. Gotta so do it. stop listening to this podcast. Text <laughs> that person that you want to go on a date with. Have them come over, airplay it, get a ball. Or it could be a virtual date. Great virtual, virtual date. date. Zoom, screen share, done. Or there virtual it is. date. Give it a thumbs up. Yeah, and we love good comments. Thank you. I appreciate it. Comment engage. Yeah, comment engage. Uh, um, yeah, but go ahead and, and then do come that. back to our episode. And then come welcome back. back to the well, welcome back to the episode, guys. Thanks for watching Jared's special. Good work. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's like we're at the end of the Disney ride. We're all waving at them. Welcome <laughs> for the gift shop. Um, uh, okay, great. So we got a couple more of these here. Alana, want to take us away? Yes, a few more. Save the dates. Okay, so your ex is seated at the next table. Dun dun dun. Mm. Your ex is dated sitting at the. See, it's funny in these scenarios. Like we all think we have to be like the most honest. And it's like, no, you can like leave out some things. Hey, oh, first of all, I, I believe my my message to anyone in an awkward situation, big, excited, hello. It always helps. So you go, if you see an ex, hey, how you been? Good to see you. That's all you have to say. You are already 50% of the way there. Because, you know, you know that thing of like someone woke up to, and they chose violence today. You've chose positivity. Yeah. So you've chose a yeah. smile Ooh. and a hello. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. How you been? Done. Now you're at like for them to go from hey, how you been? How you doing? Good to see you to oh, look who's back. Like that's such a ridiculous move. That's just not a human it's way to episode, react. It's an episode of Hey Arnold. Yeah, like it's an episode of Hey Arnold or like some Nickelodeon cartoon. Oh, yeah. Okay. No one acts like that. It would be so hard to yeah. act like that. So. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. How you been? This is blank. So awkward. We're on a first date. This is someone, you know, this is blank. Nice to meet you. If it gets to how do you know each other? We actually used to see each other. This is totally awkward. And that's all you say. This is totally awkward. But it, it but it isn't because they're a good person. Um. By the way, running theme here is that just positive transparency and acknowledging the situation seems to be the way to handle most awkward situations. Actually, quick shout out to Mike Wenner, my best friend from Sleepaway Camp. Shout out Camp Laurel South, who <laughs> Laurel famously South. Co- now I know everything about Jonah. I need to know. Yep. <laughs> Laurel there South, by the way, exactly. not the one with ACs. Not no, the I know I'm you were poor. Week. You came up and you 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 didn't have anything growing up. You went to the five thousand a year <laughs> camp instead of the ten thousand a year camp. I get it. Correct. I, you Correct. didn't go to Correct. Laurel. I know. Believe me, I know. I went to. You s- lived eleven months for one, not ten months for two. It's so funny. Um, yeah, exactly. Like it's so funny when you know the situation. Like I don't know <laughs> if Jonah knows that I went to Camp Cedar, which is right down the road. I know camps, of course. Yeah. Dude, so yeah. I. So it's funny. Like you meet people. Like especially in comedy, this happens in stand up a lot. Where like someone yeah. will like explain something and i'm from like a normal suburban town and went to camp so like i'm in this weird world of stand-up where you meet 
every type of person, from every type of background, from every socioeconomic background. But then I'll meet someone who's from my background and and I'll hear them do the things that I would do. Oh, no, it it wasn't Laurel. It was Laurel South. Like, I know. I understand it. We live in this world where we no one can admit they're in Aruba. I get it. I like I so it's it's such a funny social time because like, you know, it's so hilarious to me. But I know Laurel uh South, I know Laurel, I know I know Tackahoe, I know Dude, Wildwood, Cedar. I know Cedar, I know them all. I worked at Cedar. I hate I hate Wildwood. By the way, every kid I hated growing up because they were mean to me or like played baseball and just fucking sucked went to Wildwood. It was a very just, New York that's... camp, Wildwood. It was in Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the ultimate test for both of you. Let's see if you know my camp, Kenmont Kenwood. Where is it? Kent, Connecticut. No, don't know it. No. Yeah. That, Same I'm so original. You You're original. And basic. Let's go. I'm so unique. Holy shit. So unique. Wow. Jonah and I just have wow. more business contacts for our future. We, we're we at a better networking meeting. So. <laughs> fair, fair. That, dude, that's, that's a, uh, Matt Cohn and Spencer Barkoff went to Camp Cedar. I don't know if you know either one of them. Yeah, but The names uh, sound familiar, but you could have named any two Jews and I would have said the same thing. They, so I, I, there you go. Um, <laughs> So, so, uh, fucking, by the way, what was that? Oh, it was called Bounty. The fucking Bounty, big the ass, dance, the big dance with all the, the camps. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. I would kill to go back to Bounty. <laughs> okay. Um, so last, last save the date question here for us. Um, this is a tough one. Calling them by the wrong name, either on a first date or the first time you sleep together. Um, Can you, you get bounced back from that? What's that? Can you even bounce back from that? Listen, all my my friend always says that I give like sitcoms. I give sitcom dad strategies for getting out of things. So like this is one of those scenarios where I'd be like, um, and if they, like I guess I'm trying to think of like how it happens. I say, you know, and t- I say to my girlfriend Sarah instead of Jess, and she's like Sarah, and I go, oh my god, and then I would say that's my cousin. You make it a family member so that you're not. <laughs> At least it's not you, you, you just make it a family member because that's your, then it's like, oh, and I talked to them the other day was their birthday on Facebook. Their name popped up. I can't believe that's your only out. That isn't, I was thinking of someone sexually or hopefully not, you know, so. Or I confused you for another first date I had this week. Yeah, exactly. No. Oh my God. I'm so crazy. That was my, my cousin's birthday popped up on Facebook and you know, when you, you know, see a name and then you just repeat that. That's what happened. That's how I would go into it. Like that, that because the only way. Yeah. And then lie. fast forward, you end up dating and then they find out they learn your whole family tree. <laughs> and they're like, wait, your cousin Sarah's not on here. Yeah. Where's Sarah? Oh, she died. She died Where's- the minute after I said her name. <laughs> so weird. She, she, she's my niece. You said she was your cousin. <laughs> she's my niece cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Hybrid. <laughs> um. Like I said, I think the the uh, confronting the truth in a positive way um, and being positive and not expecting that everyone is out there trying to kill you. I think, like you said, Jared, I think a lot of us enter situations where it's like we want people. We think that people want the worst from us. Like they're going to treat yeah. us badly. Like I think you got and I get people have their own history and shit. But the world is now coming to a certain and I'm very interested in how this works out. We all the fucking earth just went through a Thanos snap level event where we've all been affected by something. So there's sort of an equilibrium of relative trauma totally. that we've now all all gone through. And I'm very curious and sort of excited to see how we all 
unify yeah. and have a better understanding of each other. You're already seeing it in your professional and personal lives, maybe where it's all like we're a little more forgiving, we're a little more understanding, and hopefully, you know, that will apply to dating. Um, Time will tell. So. Uh, we have some questions from our listeners. Your specific dating advice. We all like to time, chime in and give them advice on how to handle these situations. Um, these come from our listeners. And you guys, you feel free to write us in. See other people podcast at gmail.com. DM us. If you're our patrons, you guys know where to find us in the messages. Um, and then, of course, go watch Jared's special. Uh, by the way, right now is a great time to do that. Thanks. Socially distance, of course. Um, first question. How should we approach our best friend about his girlfriend who we don't like and is over way too much? Um, you have to let them come to you. I I oh. don't... I really... Again, this is like... You don't know how other people's relationships work, how they let them work, how they... You know, what that thing in that other person will... is 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 helping them feel good. There's something... He's not with that person because he feels bad. So let's, you know, no one's doing things to make hmm. themselves worse off. So if at some point he's, and, and also stop hanging out with him as much. Like maybe you go, and if this, you said it's a roommate. Yeah. It's a roommate. Yeah. Roommate. Hey, if they're in the living room and then he says, hey, you're never around every time so-and-so's over. Ah, I don't know. And if it's a roommate situation, you go, you know, hey, it's just like every time they're over, it, it, the dynamic's a little different. I'm kind of like going to back away. That's okay. But I, I always yeah. think it's better if they come to you than you going to them. Do, do you, here's, a, here's, a, here's a question. And, and I don't know the specifics of this, of this person that wrote in. Um, but it's the, the friend in my, in my experience relationships, my friends and my family were always right. And I've been blinded by this idea that I was in love with this. You just don't get her. You just don't see her the way I see her. And they're like, dude, she fucking broke up with you twice. She doesn't show you any love. She doesn't make you feel special. You're just with her because you've created this fantasy version of herself, of her in your head. And she's like hot. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't get it. And then one day I snapped out of it. And I was like, wait, they're right. And then I made this rule for myself that my family and my friends will always supersede me in that kind of decision. Yeah. So what do you what do you say to that? This is the best friend, I, and the best friends are saying. I think it, this isn't. I think it's different in the per, scenario you presented with you. Like if you're getting back with someone for the second time after they've broken up with you twice. Hey. Yes. I, I'm a little worried about your well being. Like that's a different. Okay. That's an easier yeah. opening than I don't like my roommate's girlfriend, like her boyfriend. <laughs> okay, you know, fair, like. Fair, fair. You know, fair, it's fair, okay fair, for yeah. you not to get along. Maybe you look for the positive in them. Maybe you look for like why they like them. But like, I think it's, you have to find your opening and you have to find the openings yeah. that you have a right to, not the ones that you're looking to like, make sure your double dates are great later in life. Like I, I, I genuinely think like if you see a problem, they'll see a problem. They'll look for you to, for, to you for advice and for counsel. And you can say, and that's when you can give your big monologue. I know this is hard to hear, but I've never really gotten along with them. But they have to come to you because I, but it, again, okay. like if, if your friend, like to me, like, you know, love is a drug. That's probably an 80s song. But like the idea that like you're going back to someone who broke up with you twice, like, hey, that's like going up to someone with a, an addiction issue. Hey, I want to talk to you before you make this decision for yourself. I'm really worried about you. That's a different story. 
An 80s song and also a Kesha song. Oh, is it? Oh, is that? I, lost my drug. <laughs> yeah. I knew I heard that. <laughs> 80s, Kesha, all the same. Similar, similar styles. Cool. All right, let's go on to the next one. Um, oh, this is a very good question. And I'm very curious to hear both of your takes on this. No, I did not submit it, but I have thought the same thing myself. Why do you guys bring up a second date while on the first date or talk about future plans and then not follow through with it? Mm-hmm. it you want me to go? Yeah, Jared, please. Um, yeah. They do it because they know it's a, it's a form of like, they know you'll like hearing that. So you bring up the future. You say we a lot. It's a sales technique. People do it in sales. People do it with life insurance. So it's called the assume close. So what you do is you act like you're working together and you go, yeah, so we'll just, uh, we'll, you know, I used to sell life insurance. So you'd go, yeah, we'll just uh, set up the doctor's appointment. They'll come in a couple of weeks at, before they've even agreed to buying the thing. So it's a way to like romance you into maybe doing something on a first date that you might not have done, you know, otherwise. And it's, I don't think it's as diabolical as I'm making it sound because I do think it feels good to like see someone, Hey, we should do a second date and you see them get excited about it. That, 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 that's a personally, it feels good to that person. Like, and they're doing it again. This is all dating is selfish. Everyone's on there to feel good themselves via the other people they're with. So when they say like, yeah, we should definitely do a second date and they see your eyes light up. Now they feel good. And then they go back home, they reassess, they make a, they think about you versus their couch versus the ex versus the other person they're talking to. And then the decision becomes less clear because you're not there to give them the dopamine of your eyes widening a little bit. Now, this also happens um, at the end of dates. This is it's different on the dates. We should do this. We should, I call them the we should. These people exist. They're doing it to kind of romance you a little bit. Because they like the feeling of you being agreeable to those things. Now, there's the type of person also, this question comes in another form, where it's, why would a guy say we should do this again as we're leaving? Because that's a comfortable thing to say. Guys love options. So guys love options that they can decide on later. So it's grab all the groceries and then I'll decide which one I don't want to take at the end. So that's a it's a very male thing. Guys love options. They love wasting time. So they have no real, you know, they have no real like. They don't care that this is elongating. They just want the option. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I love all that. Um, my answer is actually I, I don't disagree with you so much as it's perhaps a different a different um, perspective of. I love to make, you know, it depends on what time of the day. If it's the first five minutes and you're already making a joke about date number two, you can for sure assume that that's just fun conversation because you don't even know that person yet. So how would you know if you want to see them again? If it's a very clear answer at the end of the date that says, which now that, you know, as a co-host of a dating podcast, if I like a lady, I will say to her, hey, this is going to sound insane, but I'm looking you in the eyes and I'm telling you that I want to see you again. And I would love to do this. And this is not me playing games. I'm just laying my heart on the table here and telling you I want this. And some people can handle that. A lot of people can't handle that. You'd be surprised how many people want transparency and honesty. And when they get it, they run away. 
So then there's the element of, I have a friend. Let's just call him Sam. Sam loves planning future dates. He'll he'll text and, and say, hey, um, we can go for a bike ride. We should go try this brewery. If you're walking around Brooklyn, oh, we should go there sometime. And the thing is, uh, and I've talked to him about it, the thing is, that's the words. That's not the subtext. The subtext is, this is fun. This is just an active in the moment conversation. We're observing what's happening around us. He's not actually thinking, let's pick a date and go do it. It's just the words don't mean what he means, which is maybe a guy thing. Maybe it's a not a gender thing. But like when guys in my experience talk about future plan making, and I have some of our listeners come and they say, it's so weird. He talked about going a bike ride on our, on our third date, going on a second date, yet he hasn't asked me yet. I'm like, well, he probably didn't. When he said that, he didn't literally think that's what had to happen. He was just saying something that was part of the conversation that was in front of him in that moment. Yeah, but it was for his personal gain, his personal emotional gain, because it feels good to say that to someone who agrees with that. Like, you know, like yeah, it's easy true. to go like, oh, I'm just saying things like I, I don't know. Like one time, one time I was on the beach with my dad and he asked me how much I weighed. And I was like, why did you ask that question? And he's like, no, I just asked questions. And I was like, no, 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 that's not what happened. You had something that ran through your mind. Then you ask the question. You know, that's not how people work. They don't just go around, you know, asking everyone how much they weigh, put it in their book, and then go to bed at night and put the book in their drawer and repeat it tomorrow. That's just not how it works. So, like, things happen right. for a reason. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like, right, right. Okay. That's yeah. Fair. That's fair. I mean, I hear, I hear you both, and I understand your explanations, but I also can't help but think when I'm reflecting on how a date went and I... I liked the guy. I think it went well. And I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, how did they think it went? Well, they brought up future plans. They talked about things they want to do together. Like how it's just so hard. Cause that makes me believe that they are interested in seeing me. Well, again. well, and had I would, they not done that. Then it, it's just something it's one less thing to consider and be excited about. My feedback from that is I don't think anyone should care how the other person felt the date. That's not your responsibility. You can't, you know, looking through the eyes, the lens of if they like me, I like them will always be a losing battle. So you're never going to win. Jonah Al called me out on this. No, Alana's <laughs> smiling because one of the big things that we talk about and one of the offline pieces of dating advice we've talked about was that Alana came back from like two dates with somebody and she was like talking to me about him. And I've heard her talk about guys before and she just didn't seem excited by him. And I was like, do you even like this guy? Who cares? And she was like, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. Like talking about him. I'm like, Alana, I got to be real with you. I think you care more about whether or not he likes you than you actually like him. Yeah. And that that is a problem with dating for a lot of people um not myself excluded you know not, not to exclude i'm i'm i've fallen for that as well yeah um, I, where I we think care it's, more it's totally normal to go well they said this like i think the question's normal like i think the the sentiment is normal but like we should go bike riding like okay i liked that it's one thing to be like well they said we should go bike riding so when's the bike riding happening it's another thing to go <laughs> I liked someone who would want to go bike ride. Right. So right. that is why I would like to go on a second date. Let me know mm. when that's going to happen. And what happens is now with like, because of communication is just so easy. You can talk to like anyone for a whole week, you know, that you've just met a day ago. And you're like, now you're talking and talking and talking with someone that where's this bike riding date? When's it coming? And they're just, 
stringing it along because they don't want to go fucking bike riding. They want to be able to have you as an option to do other dates that they want to do. So it's selfish. It's just, to me, the, 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 pers- the we shoulds are always a very selfish breed because they know what, I think they know what they're doing. Like it, it even if they don't, they then, but they do know, like it, there's no way to absolve yourself of like, oh, I didn't, did I say bike ride? No, you fucking said it. Why'd you say it? You know, I love we shoulds. That's a great term. We shoulds. We we found you guys. We found you. Caught. Final question. Alana, want to take it? Yeah. How should a girl slide into a guy's DMs who she saw on a dating app without looking sketch? Um. So, if you saw them on a dating app, let's. Guys are really good at being able to be turned down. We're not good at getting turned down. We're just, we are aware that getting turned down is going to happen. I think a lot of women kind of go into this thing of like, oh, because I was bold, then it should happen. And it's like, guys, their whole lives, mm-hmm. go ask her out, ask her to dance, where you take her, make the move, be a man. It's kind of a societal thing that no one really feels bad for men about. That's okay. I understand, but it's society stuff. Women, a lot of times when they slide into DMs, they're, they have to, you, you're putting the guy in a position to be an asshole. So you have to start at that because you've seen him on a dating app. So let's assume they saw you. They did not swipe you right. Okay. So you're taking a chance. Fine. That's okay. I'm okay. But be aware of that's an outcome. When you slide into DMs and your, your account is private. They're going to want to look at you and see because we have this access. If I, if you have the choice between a woman whose profile you can see and a woman whose profile you can't see, who are you going to choose? You're going to want the most information that's available to you. So if you're sliding into a DMs, it's all about acknowledging that this person might not want to do this and giving them all the information they may need. So I would say, because it hurts a lot more to go, hey, would love to do drinks. Just saw you on a dating app. I know this is weird. Just want to let you know I'd love to do drinks sometime. The guy might follow you, review your profile, and then go, no, I can't. So that is a douchey asshole thing that they have a right to do. I, I think that's a fucking normal thing. But you're putting yourself up for that. So you have to get ready for that type of disappointment. Here's the other thing you have to get ready for. When you approach a guy, and this is why I think Bumble is uh, the best male dating app, you don't want to give a guy a thought that's in your head. When Bumble, when you say hi first, that's giving a guy, that's giving guy the knowledge that you were so attracted to him that you would say hi first. It's, it's an awful thing for women, in my opinion. When you come to someone on a DM, guys love options. So... You're not going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of maybes and we shoulds and meet me out and just know if what you ask for isn't given, that is a no. So what do I mean? Hey, I saw you on the dating app. I think you're so cute. I know this is awkward and out of left field. I'd love to do drinks sometime. Here's my number. That gives them all the tools to build the house. If they come back and they go into idle conversation, if they text you idle conversation, no, 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 it's 
drinks or it's a no. If they and listen, and if they're talking about anything else but drinks, that means they're attracted enough to you to fuck, but not enough to take the time to make a date. So the problem with sliding in the DMs is that it's brutally honest because guys, especially when you're approaching a man in the DM, it's not just him making that decision. It's him and his penis. And they're looking at each other like, do let's look at the profile. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, she, she slid into our DM, so she must really fucking be attracted to us. Okay, so we'll keep her around anyways. Okay. It's, it's, so you're not dealing with this guy who, like, again, this, it's a, it, 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 we're taught from middle school guys just are turned down so often and, like, you know, get told to ask that now you're in a position where it's like, oh, my God, a woman likes me. And she said as much. What do I do with this? And it's like a lot of guys just don't say, no, go away. That's like when you ask a guy, like, do you have a girlfriend? Ah, I'm kind of seeing, I don't, you know, they sing a song. <laughs> it's like if they're not really in their relationship and they're looking for other people, that's what they'll do. But if they're in a relationship, they go, no, listen, hey, this was nice, but I'm flattered, but I'm seeing someone. Like, again, you either get the thing you ask for or you don't and anything other than the thing you asked for is a no so these are all beware and i know it makes guys sound icky it makes me sound icky but that's kind of um i don't know do you want honesty or do you want you know bullshit guys are icky yeah i'm not gonna say you are icky but guys are icky <laughs> i'm just giving girls you are icky too we're all icky i'm saying not every guy's like me but everyone's 10 percent away from me so they're not 100 percent uh According to our reviews on podcast on iTunes, I'm a douchebag. Okay, so yeah, that's, yeah. Jonah Zicky. that's okay. Everyone's a douchebag to someone. Every one of our dads was a douchebag yep. to someone that they dated before our mom. True facts. Um, Every one of us was a douchebag. Absolutely, all been yeah. douchebags. Totally, um, douchebags so unite. I think what a what a finale. What a wonderfully truthful answer. <laughs> And what a joy. I mean, I got to say, out of every episode I think we've ever recorded, I've never... I mean, you are a comedian, but I've never <laughs> laughed. And I've seen a lot of smiling, too. You've made us laugh for an hour. So I really I really appreciate that escape. And uh, It's been a blast. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's really nice to talk to you both. Alana, good to see you again. Um, but it, it's you. Uh, this has been really nice. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. And to those listening at home, if you want to continue laughing for another 35 minutes and have not yet taken our advice to quit the podcast <laughs> app, head over to YouTube, listen to Jared's special, yeah. socially distanced, of course. Please do that. Thank us later. Don't forget to grab a date. And thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Jay. And before you go, we have a very exciting announcement. We recently launched a new awesome feature activation. I don't know what you want to call it, but we are being your wing hosts. So it's like your wing man, your wing girl, but we are your wing hosts and we are hooking up our Patreon listeners. So if you want to be a wing hosted, let us know. We are featuring you in a personal ad on from the wing host times on our Instagram. And we are going to also shout out two of our awesome wing hosties. And so I'm going to take the first one. Pamela is 30 years old. She lives in Brooklyn, New York, and she's seeking a fun and driven guy who can handle a healthy dose of sarcasm. 
kind of sounds like Jonah. Uh, but <laughs> Pamela is awesome. She's always down for a spontaneous adventure. She loves her camera and enjoys an authentic throwback to simpler times when the film gets developed. She can turn a farmer's market hall into a five-star meal. And she can't tell you a thing about A-list celebrities, which I love because I can't either, shockingly. And so if you are interested in Pamela, hit us up, seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com and send us your pitch about why you and Pamela are perfect for each other and we'll set you up. Love that. I also want to give a quick shout out to Alec in Dallas, Texas, 25 years old, desires to correspond with someone looking to build a relationship. He's not looking for a hookup, but he's also not trying to propose in a month. So he's looking for a young professional that likes a well-made martini. I'm looking at a great photo of him and his dog. Dallas, Texas. He has two sinks in his bathroom, knows every coffee shop in the three-mile radius, loves spur-of-the-moment plan, showers, will plan a trip with you to Spain, drunk at two in the morning. Love that. Here's a condo. Under no pressure... Sorry, under no circumstance will he participate in karaoke unless Mr. Brightside starts playing in the other room and he has no choice. I love a con with an unless. Perfect. Guys, reach out. Alex sounds like your guy or Pamela sounds like your gal. Let us know. Also, if you want to be featured as our Wing Host Times person, sign up on our Patreon. You get the grid post. You have us help you with your personal ad. And it's proving to be a really cool matchmaking technique. Um, Thank you guys for listening to the episode and we'll see you guys next Tuesday.